It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from this morning. And it is a Tuesday morning, the 7th day of March and yes, the RBA is at it again. They're making another decision decision in hiking up the cash rate once again and I would be stunned and surprised if it is more than 25 basis points today but we will wait and see the outcome. The verdict will be later on this afternoon and just a reminder if you haven't already make sure that you follow us because the instant that that comes out we will be informing you. Now across the Tasman the Kiwis are also having a a bit of a tough time of it with their own rate rises and Hannah Rolette is joining us. She's a New Zealand economist from Sense Partners and good morning Hannah. Great to have you on the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Good morning Craig. Thank you for having me. We're going to be having a look at very shortly the, the rate rises there in New Zealand. Things were bad enough for you guys and then came along Cyclone Gabriel and I think a lot of Australians this morning, whilst they have seen the pictures coming out of New Zealand for that devastation that it caused, they might not be aware of just how bad the destruction and devastation on the people in the affected areas has been. And And then there is the whole economic tragedy it's going to cause long term. Craig, we're really getting hit from all sides here. It's really too early to tell the true cost that Cyclone Gabriel is going to have on New Zealand and New Zealanders, but it's already being compared to the Christchurch earthquake. So the cost for the government could be in the order of 10 billion or more. And insured losses are also likely to be 10 billion or more. But that's just the direct cost we're talking about. So that's to rebuild the houses, that's to rebuild the infrastructure. But there's also indirect costs, which are likely to be much bigger than just that. So we're talking about production shocks, which will mostly affect horticulture and agriculture. So you're talking, you know, your meat and your veg. And this will likely increase the price of these products over and above what we're already seeing from general inflation. We'll also see a shock to local rent markets affected by the cyclone, as well as neighboring rental markets, which will probably increase rent prices for the people living in and around those areas. Yeah, so it's pretty bad. We'll uh, talk next, though. We'll change gears and we'll be back with you talking all about the the rate rises and mortgages. So that is coming up next with Hannah. What to buy, where to live and things to avoid every morning on The Real Estate Podcast. It's The Real Estate Podcast across Australia seven days a week. And starting soon is your opportunity to jump onto The Real Estate Podcast and tell us a couple of things that are on your mind when it comes to real estate. The segment is called Breakfast at Your Place. So when you're having breakfast, I'll give you a call and you can share with me how you're feeling in general about the current state of play with the real estate market. Now, if you'd like to jump on board, 
board, all you need to do is send us an email to myrealestatebreakfast at gmail.com. That is myrealestatebreakfast, and we'll connect without you having to leave your bowl of cereal. Now, if you're celebrating your birthday, happy birthday to you. It is the 7th of March, and you're celebrating with Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad fame. He is turning 67 today. Matthew Vaughan, he's an English film director. His best film by far is Layer Cake. And Rachel Wise, she is turning 53 today. It's the main centre forecast. Around the country on this Tuesday morning we go, checking on your weather in Sydney. And good morning to you, expecting sunshine, a fairly warm temperature of 34 degrees. Melbourne, quite windy with some cloud, 22 is your forecast top. Brisbane, expecting sunshine with 33. And ditto with Perth. Also, sunshine and blue skies with 33 degrees. From first home buyer, to property investors and everything in between every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. And we are back with Hannah Olette, a New Zealand economist, and many are predicting that New Zealand is going to be entering a recession this year due to interest rate rises and the slowing job market. 90% of mortgage lending in New Zealand is currently on fixed rates, the highest percentage in ever recorded, with the largest amount of these mortgage holders expected to head into real mortgage stress when they come off in the second half of this year. So can you give us a sense of how this morning all this is sort of playing out because the second half of this year, it's going to be pretty bad? It's looking pretty grim, but this isn't something that we are unaware of. It's been communicated quite clearly by the Reserve Bank that this is an engineered recession, an engineered cool down that is coming in the second half of the year. And it's being attempted to be a soft landing. But the OCR is already currently at 4.75 and the Reserve Bank will likely lift this by 50 basis points in April. But we're already seeing kind of like these forward indicators showing us that the economy is cooling down. So we have real retail spending down in December, 10% from the previous year. And households are feeling the pressure. We have 12% of New Zealanders behind on credit repayments. To speak to your point about households on fixed mortgages, looking ahead to just 2023, we're going to have 120,000 households remortgage their rates and they'll go up by 3% or more. So for an average house, that's going to be 14,000 more a year in mortgage repayments. We're also seeing fewer job ads come through the market less construction activity in the pipeline, and early signs of positive net migration. So there's a real risk here with all this slowdown already happening that raising the rates continuously more higher and higher will make that soft landing kind of rough or rougher than expected. 
Yeah, because we watch it with a lot of interest because you are ahead of what is happening in Australia and there's all sorts of different reasons for that. Just coming back to the cash rate, commentators are predicting that that cash rate could rise to 5.75% by June. Now that's going to take the mortgage rates, as you're suggesting, above 7%. That is the first time above 7% since the GFC back in 2008. Yeah, I think forecasting itself is a whole nother beast because at least in my opinion, the second half of the year is looking more uncertain. I don't really think we can say for sure how high it'll be or if it'll be that high. It all really depends on what the inflation and unemployment data looks like when it comes out. So that data is coming out after the next OCR announcement in April. And the reason why forecasts have been off so much in the past couple of years is because we just have these wrenching and swinging changes in expectations and high levels of uncertainty. So really we get most of our insights from hindsight. So I think we have to be careful about how certain our forecasts or reckons about the future are. Yeah, and having a look at those house prices there in New Zealand, some predictions have house prices will this year lose anywhere between 20 to 25% from their peak two years ago. How are you feeling in terms of those sort of numbers in the prediction range this year? Yeah, absolutely. So the correlation is clear. The more that the OCR is brought up, particularly above expectations, the higher interest rates will go and the more house prices will fall. Like I said, it depends on what the inflation and unemployment data says when it comes out. But if inflation is being super niggly and unemployment is still really low, we're looking at a further fall in house prices, way, way more of a crash yeah, in the, in the mid-20 from the peak. And one of the things here is that residential consent numbers, which are heading downward. In New Zealand, the residential consent numbers are expected to plunge by almost 30% as higher building costs, of course, just make things unviable. Yeah, and it's not just higher building costs either. So builders and developers are less incentivized to actually provide the houses because of the fact that their prices are falling. So the maths right now just doesn't add up for them. And New Zealand election, that is coming up in October, right at a stage in the calendar year that New Zealand's economy is going to be even more backwards than where it is right now. It's going to be probably, I would think, one of the most important elections for a long time in New Zealand. It it definitely will be. And it could turn a lot of things around in terms of policy direction. It's quite serendipitous how we have this major cost of living crisis, recession and an election all coming up at the same time, coming to a head because you're going to have voters. They're going to want relief and the government or the people running for election are going to want to provide that, which will kind of contradict the efforts or possibly contradict the efforts of the Reserve Bank. So if the government's intent 
interventions or proposed interventions for the cost of living crisis is to say, for example, cut back on taxes or provide higher benefits. This may leak or contribute in part to more inflation. So you can see that the government might be treating the symptoms of the cost of living crisis, but not the disease. So it will be quite interesting how that all comes to a head and plays out in the second half of this year. Well, great to hear from you, Hannah, and uh, good luck as you navigate through the rest of 2023, and we'll certainly be keeping an eye on October for that general election. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, and have a great one. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia, The Real Estate Podcast. Thank you.